Welcome to Being a Successful Leader with Carl Welty. Carl is a leadership pioneer with years of challenging leadership and consulting experience. Here's Carl with some valuable insights, practical and proven methods for being a successful leader. Greetings, uh, Carl Welty here, your host for Being a Successful Leader, a uh, 26-episode podcast, each episode 15 uh, minutes to a half hour. And I've arranged the 26th episode around what I consider three imperatives of successful leadership. The first is being a skillful, self-aware leader. The second is one of being having a, a sound strategy, formulating, executing a sound strategy uh, so you can move forward in a uh, with your identity and in a logical direction. And the third and, and final is the importance of building a culture of commitment. So people want to follow that strategy, want to contribute. And those are the three. We're right in the middle of the of series right now, and we're working on the uh, building a sound strategy uh, imperative. Um, today, the uh, topic is uh, conducting a situation analysis. We're using my um, strategic framework model uh, to walk you through building a sound strategy, and that there are three dimensions. One is identity, uh, who we are, uh, why we exist, and uh, the uh, uh, purpose, and then the core values, uh, essential enduring beliefs we have um, based on key business ideas for guiding us uh, every day uh, with our actions and behavior. And then we're heading towards the uh, direction. and direction is where we set off and have uh, uh, strategies, a vision, strategies, and actions. And it's meant to be churning to change as situations change and you accomplish things and, and move on. So the identity is pretty timeless, whereas the, uh, the um, direction is meant to be changed. Uh, you can visit past episodes uh, to catch up. Uh, or to review again, do so by going to wealthy.com, my, my website, and clicking on the uh, uh, leadership uh, resources, and then scroll down to uh, the podcast, and you'll see uh, the current one listed, and then you'll see the uh, uh, more episodes, they call it. Just click on that, and you can uh, uh, tap into whatever you want. Also, you'll find my books there, and the book that really pertains to what we're talking about now is my making and building for uh, making and fulfill your dreams as a leader. And it's all about the strategic framework to walk you through how to develop a sound strategy. It makes a dynamite package if we talk about it here, and then you have the book for current reference. You'll have graphs and charts and things that we can't do here, and then you'll have it as an ongoing resource. Okay, so uh, the importance of uh, the uh, situation analysis is that. We've, we, if you have your identity, you've got your home base, your uh, uh, terra firma all set, and you want to charge off, uh, whether it's an organization as a whole or you're head of an individual department uh, 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 entity in the organization. Uh, but you've got to get your bearings first. You just don't want to charge off willy-nilly. And that's what the situation analysis is all about, which we described right now. Uh, it's a process to enable you and your leadership team to engage in quality thinking and interacting. And the, the whole purpose of this is to identify critical few areas of strategic focus, the critical few areas of strategic focus uh, that will uh, 
then uh, leads you towards your building your vision, what I call it. I'll show you how to do it next time, a translatable, actionable vision. And then behind that, the resultant strategies and actions. Okay, here's the structure I recommend it in for the situation analysis. And it's all about, you know, getting your bearings and just what is going on in our relative environment. Uh, it, it, it's about an environmental scan before you go charging off. Uh, four main questions for a situation analysis. Number one is, uh, what is our relevant external environment? And it's important that you start from the outside in, in any strategic planning effort. Otherwise, you become a bureaucracy. Aren't we great and everything? What do we want to do now? But you need to start out there with the uh, the external environment, just like we did when we uh, defined your purpose. Remember, we started off with who are those clients, customers, users, and what do they find or could find of value or worth versus just talking about what we do and how we do it. Uh, we want to know who they are and uh, why uh, we exist to serve them. So you start off with your external environment. <laughs> And the effort is to identify the critical few areas of strategic focus. Critical few, and I mentioned that term throughout our our building strategy here, because the whole thing about uh, the um, uh, sound strategy is focus, focus, focus. We're narrowing down, narrowing down, and um, then we start uh, running. Um, so the first one is what's our what is going on out there in our relevant external environment. The second is. Okay, so what are the critical uh, areas of uh, strategic focus out there? And then uh, then we turn to the internal uh, relative environment. And that talks about uh, the uh, capability that you and your group have to constructively address these external opportunities, challenges, and threats. Uh, and then they may find their way into also a, a strategy that you'd want to erect. So it's a combination of both the external and internal, but you start with the external. Now, what are the benefits of doing this situational analysis? Well, uh, they're huge. One is that you get your, your team on the same page, you and your leadership team, and there may be some adjunct members there too, but you get on the same page. Uh, you Using a process, you identify your planning uh, assumptions or premises. Uh, a third uh, of four is you discover opportunities, challenges, and trends. That's the main uh, emphasis here, to discover what those are and then pick those that you want to really work on. And the last is you also develop insights. So a lot of benefits in doing a situation analysis. Uh, you know, it, it could be that just you and your leadership team could sit around the table and talk about what's going on out there and identify the critical few strategies, and that's, and that's fine. But most times you probably need a, something a little bit more than that, a process, and that's what I'm going to give you here. Uh, maybe as you use this more and more, you'll have interim meetings and you could just shortcut it a little bit. But especially for the first time, you I, I think you have to get a little bit uh, precise here and uh, have a process for you to do that. You may have heard of another uh, uh, analysis, similar analysis, called the SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T, strength, weakness, and opportunity and threats. Uh, you'll find this process to be, a, I think, a lot more flexible, a lot more germane to what you're up to, and uh, it just will serve you better. Uh, the SWOT analysis, uh, you know, if they were to do it over, they got it backwards because their SW is your inside and OT, opportunity and threats, are the outside but it doesn't make a nice acronym to turn it around and how you're going to pronounce O-T-S-W. 
But anyway, you may have heard of that. Not a bad process, but this one is, uh, I think, serve you much better, you know, the, what I call my factor analysis. Okay, let's talk about the steps now in situation analysis. Um, the first thing you and your leadership team want to do is identify and acknowledge any preconditions that exist. Well, what are those? Those might be management commitments or organizational limitations you have. So let's let's be upfront with that and uh, kind of uh, identify our boundaries there. Number two would be identify and analyze relevant uh, external environment factors. Uh, what are those factors that are germane to our business, be it an organization as a whole or an individual organizational entity? Uh, you can, in the book, Making and Fulfilling Dreams as a Leader, I list a lot of these. But some of the things like, obviously, customer, clients, and users, that could be internal or, or external, uh, stakeholders, suppliers, uh, marketplace dynamics, the industry as a whole, competition, the community, trade alleys, technology, regulations, economic conditions, social changes, demographics, the labor market, and so on. So you'd want to, you'd want to tailor what the factors are. You don't want, you don't want a big long list, but what are those critical factors for you and your business? Again, being the organization as a whole or a individual organization entity. If you're an organizational unit entity, like a department, a region, uh, what have you, um, I would add to that direction from above. Uh, what kinds of uh, directions are you getting from above? Because you want to align and contribute to support your uh, organization as a whole or the organization entity that you're reporting to. So uh, in addition to those other factors, always include if you are a, a organizational unit and not an organization as a whole, direction from above. And then you'd want to, uh, uh, after you identify and analyze relevant environmental factors, you want to get gather data and analyze the data uh, uh, for the various factors. Uh, one the good news about this is that you and your leadership team most times are pretty much aware, I find, about what's going on out there. It's a matter of having some quality dialogue to identify and analyze those those factors and then to draw from that your critical few uh, areas of uh, emphasis, strategic emphasis. Uh, so that may serve, uh, uh, serve you well. Um, it might also be that you need to gather intelligence on, on some of these factors or maybe many of them. And a little a practice that I've followed that works quite well is rather than just go on to a big investigative kind of thing, is to maybe make assignments ahead of time or in the midst of your your leadership team meeting, maybe defer it and somebody goes out and does some research, intelligence gathering, and, and make it make that person or people come back with a one uh, at the maximum two-page summary of what is going on in this particular factor that you've identified. So all your team is on the same page. So that's a little practice that may serve you uh, very well. A one-page uh, summary, two at the most. Um, okay. So you identified the factors, you gathered uh, intelligence, either as you sit around the table and talk about it, or maybe done some investigation and intelligence gathering. And now you have to decide on the, what just are those critical, a few areas of strategic focus. What I recommend, a little process here, is just take a flip chart paper, tape it to the wall, and label each with the factors. Let's say you've identified six factors in your relevant environment, external factors, and then have conversations about each. And then start listing in a phrase or a sentence uh, the 
challenges, opportunities, and trends. I mean, that's what you're looking for. What are those challenges, opportunities, and trends for this factor and that factor and the other factor? And you start listing those on a on a sheet of uh, flip chart paper, okay? Um, you'll come back to them later. And so that's, that's a good process. You could, it, you could divide it up if you have, uh, if you want, you could, you know, let's say you had eight factors and, uh, two people take this, two people take that and so forth, or they go off and they, they do some good, uh, thinking and then come back to the group and the group can then add or delete from the, their list. So you can divide it up too. Most times if, if the group is small enough, I like the idea of all huddling together and we can benefit from each other's thinking as we go along. So you don't want any more than maybe a half a dozen of these uh, uh, critical few areas of strategic focus, because later on you'll be coming up with strategies for them and so forth, and you you got to make it a, a manage, manageable load here. So anyway, that's just a, a guideline for you there. Now, uh, then you'd want to begin to, uh, uh, if you have too many, uh, you, you want to take a look at your list and you begin to synthesize, pull together common, common items that you listed on these factors. It could be a factor, an item over factor one and an item over factor four, but they really kind of go together. So pull them together, pull them together into a logical, uh, uh, groupings. Okay. So first you want to synthesize your, your list. And then if you still have too many to really work with, remember you want to make, get it down to six or so, uh, you, you want to prioritize. Um, and, and my criteria for prioritizing, uh, make note of this is, uh, uh, the importance of each of these items that you listed, the urgency, the growth is it going to get better or worse, what have you, and the feasibility of, of doing so. Um, and, and there's also, you can add to the process in my book, uh, again, making and building your dreams as a leader. I go through a process of using those sticky dots and the teams have some fun with this. And you put, you get so many dots like six and you spread them out amongst the various potential factors or, uh, potential areas of, of focus. And then you go from there again, uh, synthesizing and, and weeding things uh, down. All right. And now you want to turn to your internal uh, relevant environment. We, we the, what we just described is the external. So now you have various uh, factors up there in your on your uh, work papers, and you have uh, identified so many areas of strategic focus and then narrowed them down and synthesized and so forth. So when you look at your internal uh, environment, this is your your cap your current capability of being able to address these external factors that you've. Uh, uh, and the areas of focus that you've identified. I use four uh, blocks, if you will, uh, in, in analyzing your internal capability. One is sound strategy. To what degree do we have a set? That's what we're talking about, just a strategy to address these sorts of things. Do we need to work on that at all? Another is a structure. This is your your organizational uh, uh, units and uh, teams, for example, uh, work groups, uh, uh, organizational design. Sound strategy, structure, another one is systems. These are your processes, uh, your procedures and that sort of thing. Do we need any work in that particular area? And the last one is your workforce capability, your normal workforce, supplemental workforce, what have you. Sound strategy, structure, systems, workforce capability, I find to be a good way of, t- of taking a look at your internal capability to address those external opportunities, challenges, and uh, 
trends. Um, consider adding to your existing list of external uh, critical areas if any of these internal uh, needs uh, warrant it. So when you're finished, you may have, let's say, five external uh, areas of focus and one internal. Okay, so there's a mix there. But do the external first and then come back and say, to what degree are we ready? All right, very solid process there. And again, you'll maybe find your own ways of uh, improving it and shortcutting it and that sort of thing. Uh, don't shortcut it uh, too much, though, because it's really important that you and your leadership team have this quality thinking and interacting to come up with this before you go charging off into your direction. All right. Uh, so next time, um, next, and, and these episodes come out every Tuesday. Uh, next time, uh, we'll look at crafting what I call a translatable actionable vision. Uh, because what, what, what you're going to do is you take these areas of critical focus that you identified and we turn them into what I call vision elements. So we don't want just a broad, fuzzy vision. We want something we can drive off of and turn these into strategies and result in actions. And that's why I call it a translatable, actionable vision. And uh, a friend of mine, colleague, Alan McCarthy, came up with this improvement in terms of, of creating a vision some time ago. And it's, it's really worked well. I don't think you'll find it probably anywhere else. But anyway, that's what we mean by translatable, actual vision. That's next time. Okay. Hopefully this was meaningful to you. And I have a good week and we'll see you next week. 